This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with B.J. and J.P. Hey everybody, I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Um, last time we hit y'all with that heat about being a consumer versus being a producer, and we felt like we couldn't just leave you hanging like that. No, we love the people. We want to make sure we take care of y'all. I mean, I'm saying we serving it up. You know, what good, uh, I was going to say waiter, I guess we can be waiters, right? Uh, would be uh, remiss if they didn't offer you all the courses. You know, we got the main yeah, course, yeah. we got the first, second, third, fifth, tenth, however many courses you need, we're going to give them all to you until we're done with the food. Yeah, just make sure you bring a tip. (laughs) Just make sure sure you leave a a big tip. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out, is there an app where we can integrate tips into the, like, podcast player? Like, oh, tip, tip, tip. If if you out there listening and you know how to um, create and generate that tip, make sure you uh, email me, (laughs) bjadfilmbetterus.com, and we'll start taking those tips. (laughs) I am not mad at that, man. Well, we, we we were thinking, we were like, all right, well, you know, on the shows, we, we'd like to give practical examples. We'd like to make sure that people understand what's going on. Um, and it was one particular character, one person that kind of stood out to us in terms of how do we describe how you move from being a consumer to a producer. And this person is, you know, he's he's either you love him or you hate him. Uh, I guess you can be kind of neutral about him, kind of like you and the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. right? <laughs> oh come on bro that's low that's low that's a low bro go ahead man oh, you know so um <laughs> he, he's kind of simmered down as of late but he's he's making moves so this guy is lavar ball um mm. if you're not familiar with lavar ball uh he is he is a a man on a mission some people think he's foolish some people think he's crazy some people think he's out of his mind but as they say uh the proof is in the pudding and he yeah. is slowly building an empire, potentially on sand. We don't know yet, but right now it's looking real solid. Yeah, I think when when Lavar first entered the scene, you know, really it was just his kids was so exceptional in basketball that it was like, yo, people took notice of that. They took right. notice to the regiment, the discipline, the accomplishments of these three young men in their family structure and what they were doing. And so I think initially we just took notice of the talent of the children right and we go oh okay cool this is cool and then the more traction they started getting the more exposure the more recruiting the more you 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 thought oh yeah this is the typical story right yeah you know lebron james uh he played for you know said middle school exceptional talent goes to this ivy league you know, high school, and then he's going to be drafted. He's going to leave in at 19, and this is when you could still leave at around that time to go straight to the league. And so I think we thought it was going to be the same old, same old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Mr. LeVar said, <laughs> the Jamie Foxx, 
<laughs> right, right. And it's crazy because I think people will look at him historically or, you know, some far down, someplace down the line, again, depending on how the legacy ends up and, and, and will miss the trailblazingness. I just made that word up um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that exude from his persona when it comes to him being able to make something out of nothing. Um, mm. And I, I won't say that his, his kid's talent isn't the nothing. The nothing was the no NBA contracts. The nothing was no shoot contracts. The nothing was no mm. professional basketball players uh, yet in his family. The nothing was like just that. You just had three sons that played basketball well. And then all three wow. of them aren't even ballers, right? I mean, two of them are definitely better than than one of them. But the idea is he is going to make all three of them a success somehow, some way, outside of the one that got caught stealing in China. I don't know what's going to happen oh, with him. Oh, <laughs> he did get caught stealing, and yeah. I forgot. And he one happens to be the stolen. one that's, yeah, 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 that's not the, the the baller of the three. You know what I'm saying? He's oh, no, that. I thought he was a baller. He, you can't be a t- in China stealing <laughs> stuff and stealing glasses if you don't, not the baller. You're not a baller? I'm saying, bro, like, that's the bad part about it. It's like the oh, older man. one and the younger one. I think it's LaMelo and um, and um, the one that's in, that place for the Lakers, which I should know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Lonzo, Lonzo. Lonzo, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, those two are the ones that really stand out the most, like uh, D'Angelo or DiGello, whatever the middle one is, man. That's how bad <laughs> it is, right? I can't even, can't even think of his name, right? But he got tryouts, I think, for the Lakers and maybe a couple other teams, but nobody even bit on him. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So. But the thing is, what's so great about uh, LeVar, and I guess we can kind of jump into his genius, is yeah. – what we're talking about when we're talking about consumer to producer, the thing is you have to understand the problem, not just know the problem, right? Right. You, you feel me on the difference? Like you can, you can know that there's a problem like, yo man, like I tried to get up, get up this morning and my back hurts and I yeah, can't yeah, really yeah. move. Right. And you can know that every morning for 50 years of your life and never do anything about it, but you have to understand what the problem is. Right. Um, and then once you understand what it is, you have to diligently seek the solution. So if I understand, oh, I went to the doctor and he said, I slipped a disc or I did this or I did that. Now I can move in the direction of actually getting my back healed. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah. if I just assume or just figure it'll go away eventually, it'll either get worse or you get to the point where you're incapacitated and can't walk anymore. Listen, so this idea between being a consumer and a producer really hinges on what I think I hear you saying is self-awareness. You know. Yes. LeVar, it was a, a laughing stock. People, memes and jokes and all these things. And, and you said uh, his genius, right? I, I don't think I would have called him a genius initially, right? <laughs> yeah, right no, right. like, right. because every commentator is saying, oh, this is the overly involved dad. He is overly expressive. He said he called out Michael Jordan. Right. And he said, yo, I would have beat you in a game. Right. It's your prime. Right. Like, so you go like you look at all of his quirks and you look at all of his shortcomings and you uh, you equate that with him being incompetent and you equate that with him not necessarily knowing what he's doing. Meanwhile, this this dude puts out a shoe, a sneaker, not from Nike, not from Reebok. But from the big baller brand, right? And they sell it for three hundred dollars. Now here's the here's the laughing part, right? Uh-huh. We're talking about the difference between producers and consumers. And one of the things I want to say is, you know, you are a producer when you can win despite what people feel. Listen to this. 
Come on. People are buying those shoes now. Yep. Absolutely. They're literally buying those shoes. There's big ballers on somebody's feet right now. <laughs> Jay-Z and said a he bought a couple pair. <laughs> Jay-Z bought a couple pair of this yep. big baller brand, $300 shoes that yep. came out of the bar balls empire. And so I think in a lot of ways, part of what we believe is that when people have quirks, shortcomings, or they just have an overwhelming personality, somehow or some some way, that is an automatic disqualifier for the success. And, right. you know, if you're listening, you know me, it's not true. <laughs> go, go, <laughs> go ahead, bro. How have you seen maybe even your beliefs about what is really success or quirks or your own shortcomings that kept you from becoming a producer or even peeking into the idea of, Maybe I could become a producer. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest issue for a long time was wanting someone else to be involved in the things that I do, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Wanting to have a teammate, wanting to have a partner, wanting to uh, be able to throw the lob up to somebody else. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) You got me. Thank you, sir. I'm going to get a hug as soon as we're done with this. Uh, (laughs) You you are a great exception to the rule in my life. Uh, But I think part of it is uh, growing up as an only child, right, and and feeling as if in order for me to accomplish something or to fulfill something, I needed somebody else to be there with me Um, Mm. and not being comfortable in my singleness as as an only child, right? And not on some relationship stuff, but just as a person that's already complete, that's already finished, that's already good and seeking someone else outside of me to complete me. Um, And so maybe Mm. there's a spiritual nugget in there or something like that. Maybe somebody can pick up on that. But I think the idea is that with LeVar, he didn't wait for anything. He he made some babies with his wife. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He said, what they're going to be is basketball players. What they're going to do is play for the Lakers. What they're going to do is get these million dollar contracts. And what we're going to do is be rich, right? Hmm. And so his 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 quirk, whatever his quirks are, it definitely was in self-esteem. His self-esteem was not low. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. His, drive, his drive and his determination was high. Yeah, no, I, I think when I think about my own transition to becoming a producer, man, I, you know, you, maybe I not necessarily wanted to not do it alone. I think I've always struggled when I was critiqued out loud in a way that felt a little degrading or embarrassing, right? So somebody says, oh, you talk too much, or, you know, you make me feel this way, or whatever mm-hmm. those things may have been, I would just be so fragile to the conflict of, of that, that mm-hmm. it would cause me to pause to go, man, I don't want to mm-hmm. rock the boat. You know, this is what my family feels or this is what these people in proximity to me feel. I should stop rocking the boat. And so in a lot of ways, my journey into um, becoming a producer, and we can define it a little bit clearer here in a second, was stifled. Because Mm -hmm. I believed that if I was going to be a good person, then it would not create disruption. That there would not be moments of tension and weirdness and awkwardness um, around who I think I was learning I was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, I allowed a lot of those things, my own insecurities, to say, man, maybe they're right. Maybe I am mm-hmm. only the culmination of my worst qualities. Maybe I don't know those things. And instead of allowing it to become myself to become self-aware, I simply became self-conscious, right? So... You know, this is kind of the toxic side of it is 
if you are a processor, let's just say for our listeners, you are a verbal processor, you speak to think, right? And then someone says, JP, you talk too much. And you, instead of becoming self-aware, you become self-conscious. All of a sudden, right? And I've had this happen to me. You stop speaking. Yep. Because yep. every then, time, you, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. And then that's when people say, "Man, what's wrong with BJ? Why he ain't talking?" Ex- man, you just ex- you just told me to shut up. <laughs> that is exactly what what happens, right? And so now, this gift, this wiring, you're hardwired to think through words. Now, all of a sudden, you're in the midst of these quote unquote friends, community, whatever job, whatever whatever that context may be, and you're no longer thinking. But you're not just not thinking because you're not speaking. You're no longer growing, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I have had to learn this without um, necessarily being instructed, simply by realizing the more I I lingered on criticism about myself, that it really didn't take me anywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't grow anything. It it just created anger or confusion, and it caused me to shut down. And then that thing that was inside was no longer able to grow. And so, yeah, so that's kind of been some of my personal journey of, oh, I'm just becoming more self-conscious. I'm not becoming self-aware. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Jimmy? Man, no, I think that's brilliant. And and so what happens is when you have a case study again that is LeVar Ball, it's exactly what you're saying. So instead of, I'm pretty sure somebody in this life said you're annoying, you talk too much, uh, you weren't about anything. You know what I'm saying, right? You know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the president tweeting at him wasn't the first time somebody got at him about himself. Uh, so you know, and it's kind of one of those things where he definitely took advantage of his uh, persona and who he was as a person, and was able to channel that into taking his kids and himself to the next level. And it's one thing. It's like yo, like as a black man in America, if I may, for a second, like you can't. Like, be mad at this dude for propelling his sons and himself into the rafters, bro, into blasting off and potentially speaking, like, things into existence, bro. Like, he got his son potentially a contract with the Los Angeles Lakers because he put that in the ear. He put that bug in the ear of Magic Johnson and Jeannie Buss and all these different people across the world. He was like, yo, who is this LeVar Ball dude? Who is this Lonzo Ball dude? Yeah, he played UCLA. Yeah, he was a star player. But should he be drafted? Like, number one, number two? Like, like lottery, you know what I'm saying? So he created a conversation. And and so, you know, it's, it's one thing to be like, what was me? My son will never get a look. Oh, man, it's because he's light-skinned. Oh, because he didn't yeah. go to blah, blah, blah. You know, he could have made a bunch of excuses and went on his pity party and threw some tantrums, right, to get some attention. No, he went the opposite direction. It was like, yo, I'm going to be my own hype man. I'm going to be my own kid's hype man, right? And so when it comes to becoming a producer, regardless of how you feel about him and his tactics, this is kind of what happens, right? He see, like we talked about earlier, understanding the problem, um, knowing the problem, right? Okay. I want my kids to go to the NBA or some yeah. version of professional basketball, right? With that being the case, I know that kids get played when they go to college and can't get the money that they need, right? Yeah. He's like, yo, what is the point of me sending my kids to college, hoping that they don't get injured, hoping that they ball out and figuring out a way to get them in the league? He says, you know what? I'm going to create my own basketball league. And you know what? I'm going to make sure my kids get paid. And you know what? I'm going to make sure that wherever they go, they ball out, they shine, and they're the number one seed in anything that they decide to do. Ooh, right? 
go ahead. Right, go ahead. right. So yeah, instead that, of yeah. you know, instead of risking things, I mean, you know, injury, injury injuries could happen, but if you're going to get injured, you might as well get paid to get injured, right? As opposed to building up somebody else's brand, which is the NCAA, instead of supporting some billion dollar industry that's going to get all the bread anyway, regardless of if your son plays or not. Let me just create my own machine, right? And so what he does is, okay, I'm going to, instead of consuming and hoping that these teams will give my kid a shot, hoping that these uh, shoe companies will give him a contract, hoping that the media will like them, I'm just going to go and do all these things for myself, right? And again, what's so brilliant about him, not all three of his sons are, 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 are great. So he gains hype. He gains momentum. He creates doors where they don't exist. He mm. excels, and then he bleeds that thing dry. Sheesh. And so when it comes to producing, bro, if you're just consuming, you're going to get bled dry. You're going right. to be empty. Somebody's going to gain momentum off of you. Somebody's going to gain hype off of you. Somebody's going to get your dollars if you give them to them. You That's know right. what I'm saying? That's right? right. You're going to buy them J's, right? We keep picking on these Jordans, right? You got to um, buy them J's. You have to go right? stand in line and buy those J's. <laughs> yeah. No, but he, the bar ball. Yeah, he ain't playing that. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. This is a great point. So you said you have to bleed it dry. He, here is the thing, man. You have unlimited potential within, and most of us have not tapped in. I, I remember the moment where it clicked that I had a undeniable gift. Here's you have. Here's the thing you have to always ask yourself: What is it that God has given you that's absolutely undeniable? Right. Once you figure that out. You invest into that thing, whether that's schooling, that's mentorship, that's internships, that is practicing that thing. What's that undeniable thing that you have? And then uh, I would say just the second part of that is, where is the industry that would value said gift, right? So, you know, if you were a speaker, what kind of speaking do you want to do? Do you want to do university speaking, lecturing? Would you like to do motivational speaking? Would you want to do spiritual and faith speaking? Do you want to speak and articulate things about the environment? You need to then figure out where that thing is. And I think that the most devastating thing for many of us is we just don't try. That the mm. moment that, you know, LeVar, and, and again, just something back to LeVar, he hears, oh, you're doing too much. Oh, you are, you know, you talk too much. Oh, your kids are not really like that. You're never going to do that. Because we're not convinced in our own mind already, we're so easily discouraged around our mission and our purpose. And this is what I want to say to people. If you can be thrown off by criticism, you haven't landed in conviction yet. You ain't there. That's right. Until you have landed in conviction criticism will do nothing but refine what you're doing. It won't discourage it. And I think too often times, the reason why you have so many discouraged people who say, you know, I just believe I'm supposed to be this. I've always known this. And then you ask them, you know, one year, three years, five years, 10 years later, have you done it? Nope. Have you started it? Nope. And I go, oh, because you don't have conviction. You are living with the the misnomer, what you call it, I've been bamboozled, I've been hoodwinked, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. The belief yep. that the journey of you becoming a better you is going to be void of criticism, opposition, oppression, right? And all those things. And it's simply not true for you to become a producer. What else? As we transition, what are some of the things you've noticed people who are producers do or think 
um, before we start diving into that. What, what do producers do or think? Almost shockingly. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a stark contrast. I mean, one of the things we talked about on the first part is like waiting in line for somebody to give you something, right? Hmm. Which are these shoes. And they're not giving them to you. You're paying a heavy price. So Come not on. only are you- $150, $200 for <laughs> the case. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying, right? So not only are you wasting time standing in line, getting nothing accomplished, then you're handing over some hard-earned money for something that's not going to bring you any type of return. Again, and you know, except for these days, I mean, you know, you can get return on investment if you're if your point is to um, resell the shoes, right? If that's what you're doing for a living, you're reselling shoes. But if your point is to wear them or to have them sitting in a box and collect dust, you've done nothing in exchange for your time and effort and your money. You've gained nothing mm. from that. And so what producers do, they understand the value of time. They understand the, the value of currency. They understand the value of their talents. And they're able to utilize that for their greater good and make sure that that even in a situation where they are exchanging something, some goods or something for services or vice versa, that they are also gaining some advantage in that situation. Absolutely. So, right, right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was just agreeing with you. I, you was on a roll. I was agreeing with you. Go ahead. Oh, oh <laughs> man, that was, that was one of them. Absolutely, so let me get some of that. All right, cool. Okay, so the the idea I think is that when you are training your mind or switching gears and and moving from um, consumer to producer, you are able to kind of make sure that you're gaining not kind of, but you are you're gaining something from everything that you engage yeah. in. Right. That's it. What I hear you saying is that you have to clearly define your agenda. It has to be painfully clear. You can no longer go into meetings, go into settings, go into things with zero agenda. And I think that there's something that, you know, you grow up thinking like, oh, I don't have an agenda. That means you're just there, right? That means you're right. in, you're, you're wasting time. What are those friendships for, right? What What are you lingering in this job for you need to clearly define that agenda so that you can maximize your time because here's the reality we're all going to transition out of this body and you're going to go back to your creator mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you don't have time like that you we don't have the time and so one of the things from switching and I love that you said this it's a mind thing you have to start with your mind right um Something that I would not have known about becoming a producer is this. It's not just having a clear agenda. It's having a well thought out plan, right? When you think about the issue, even just going back to LeVar and what happened there with the family, he had an elaborate plan. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to get my three sons in the NBA and they're going to play for Lakers. He had already established an LLC with the big baller brand. They had already began to show highlight films on YouTube. They started doing training every morning. They do training in regiments. They flash their brand during the episodes. He would speak to reporters and then they would create this. He was negotiating relationships. They had a well thought out plan and it wasn't a one year plan. It wasn't a two year plan. What to me, what it seemed like LeVar had been working is a 25 to 30 year plan. Right. And we're just now starting to discover it. And so one of the things about, you know, you've heard the saying, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. That is exactly what happens with producers. Right. 
last thing, and I and then I'll let you start wrapping up, is not just about planning, it's disciplining yourself with habits that are creating the outcomes that you desire. What do I mean by that? Right. So what do you, you desire, mean, AJ? <laughs> I was alley-ooping myself in this, right? There you so go, there if you, you go, that's it. Yeah, if you desire to have, let's say, $100,000 in your you know, savings account, portfolio, whatever, you then have to create a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Based off of how much income you're making or how much interest come towards out of that account, right? And then you you create spending habits around that idea, right? The difficulty around becoming a producer is you have to be disciplined, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You might have yeah. to take out, you know, this thing that you go to Taco Mac, or you may not be able to eat Chipotle, right? That we because it violates your plan. Discipline coincides with being a producer, and if you are not disciplined, again, we're not talking school age. We're saying you're a grown person post-school, potentially with kids, if you're not willing to be disciplined, you're not going to become a producer. You're simply going to be a consumer. Yes. (laughs) Go ahead, JP. Pause and say lie. Go (laughs) Pause and say lie. No, man, and I think the only thing that I would um, also say is is something we've kind of talked about before, but sometimes people just don't get it, so we had to repeat things, is that you also have to know, are you operating in your calling, Hmm. right? is what you're trying to produce, is what you're producing, is what coming from you, what you're trying to do, something that you are supposed to be doing. Good. This, Good. When you're leaving consumerism, right, and when, you, when you're when t- turning that corner from being a consumer to a producer, you have to recognize and realize, man, it was something appealing about what I was consuming. That's why I was consuming it. And therefore, let me make sure that thing that I was consuming and that thing that I was a- aspiring to consume isn't something now that I'm going in the direction of producing that I'm now replicating something that I already saw with somebody else, right? Or something that I was consuming. You have to take a thorough assessment of what it is you plan on doing and what it is that you want to do and making sure that you can pull it off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the Varball, and there was nothing in his mind that told him he wasn't going to pull this off outside of having daughters. He had sons yeah. and he was like, you know what? Game on. You, I wouldn't even be surprised if that dude found out a way to make sure that he only had sons. Like he was no. doing some in vitro. You know what I'm saying? Like, No, he was. This was a, from the beginning. It was like that. His wife is an athlete. He was mm-hmm. an athlete. He knew genetically it was yeah. working in his favor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Right. Even in the selection of a mate, I have a goal that I'm trying to get to. Right. And I mean, hey, maybe that works for some people. Maybe you people are like, oh, well, does he really love? Who cares? Like In his mind, I'm pretty sure he loves his wife, <laughs> loves his kids from what it seems. But at the end of the day, he had a goal. Is that is that cold? Is that too calculated? I don't no, know. No, no, no. That's good. Okay. That's good. All right. So the idea is that, hey, man, he understands where he is. He, LeVar Ball, we're talking about, he understands his skill set. He understands uh, where he thrives and where he, where he survives. And I'm pretty sure he also has a team around him that helps him do the things that he needs to do. You know what I'm saying? He's, 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 he, he couldn't operate the camera himself. So he got in cahoots with some television production companies like, yo, I need to produce this show. Are y'all on board? Cool. So now it's not just him walking around with a GoPro and you know what I'm saying? Some random camera. He has a team for that. I'm sure he has a PR team. I'm sure he has management. I'm sure he has all these things in place so that he can just produce, right? And yep. do his thing 
and while everybody else does the stuff for him. So if you didn't catch my drift on that, is that while you're producing, you have to make sure you have a team around you. Good. You have to make sure that other people are able to do the, the things that keep you from being in production mode all the time. And you also, again, have to assess your talents, your skill sets and all those things to make sure what you're trying to produce is actually something you can produce and can do it well and continue to do it. Yeah. And, and that sounds like a lot of information. Oftentimes, we don't know where to start. Sometimes you think, man, that sounds great. But I don't I wouldn't know what to do. And and here's what we would always say to you. Seek expertise. There's a um book I want to recommend on this episode. It's a book called Think and Grow Rich. And it's a great mm-hmm. book about planning and being able to anticipate through planning. So y'all got that free on the Build a Better Us podcast. Also, yep. if you feel like, man, I I need some personal contact. I don't know what my talents are, my skills are. I have a lot of trauma or I have just a inferiority. Right. And and we would yeah. say link up with a mentor, find a mentor or hire a coach. JP, you know where, where you could find a, a life coach or any life coaches that you know where you could find one. Yeah, at? Uh, man, this website I keep coming across, uh, buildabetterus.com. Um, and there are some excellent life coaches on there that have all the game necessary to get your, your life moving in the right direction. Goodness, because our job is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by the Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries podcast. Do you want to grow in your influence? Bow's episodes feature tips for leaders of any kind, from mentoring one woman to leading a ministry. Browse Bow's podcast at beyondordinarywomen.org.